You're listening to Al Pastor, the show that helps you love God, love your neighbor, and eat more tacos. I'm your host, Pastor Brian. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, hello. I want to welcome you to today's podcast. If you are tuning in today, you probably noticed that intro music is back. And that means I finally got my soundboard back in. Yes, absolutely. So I am overjoyed that this thing came back in. Um, They actually sent me a brand new board, so I have no clue what was going on with the old board, but nevertheless, that's okay. And so I got it delivered UPS today, and for whatever reason, seems like every time I get a UPS delivery that my uh, our street is uh, one of their last uh, <laughs> last deliveries. I have no clue. So I got this late. It's about 8.40 on Monday, so I'm going to do a super light podcast. And um, what I want to talk to you about today is what can we learn about the plagues? What can the plagues teach us about God's attributes? And so I'm going to just get right into it. Again, what do the plagues teach us about God's attributes? Here's the first thing. The plagues teach us that God is God Almighty. He is El Shaddai. God holds power over everything that he has made. Now, I want to take you back now to the book of Genesis because Genesis emphatically declares that God is the creator. He is the one that made something out of nothing. He brought this world into existence. He brought order out of chaos. And the book of Exodus actually is still showing and speaks to us today through these plagues that God still rules over his creation. Now, each one of these plagues, in their own unique way, we've been focusing on the divine aspect, right, of how the plagues represent uh, war with the gods, and that's certainly true. But these plagues are actually, as well, creation reversals. What God is doing is he has turned the order of creation into chaos, and then he brings it back into order again. And this is his display or demonstration that he has the power over everything, over the earth, over the water, over the sky. And as Moses, he said this before the the plague of hell, this is found in Exodus 9.29, he said that God is doing these things so that the Egyptians would know that the earth is the Lord's. So he is a mighty God. He is El Shaddai. That's the first thing. Now, here's the second thing that the plagues teach us. God is a jealous God. God will not share his glory with anyone else. That's that's God's with a little g or with humans, puny little humans like us. God will not share his glory. The glory is for God and God alone. And so the Egyptians have put their confidence in gods of their their own uh, devices. They are idolizing everything from beetles to cattle to uh, individuals like Happy or Ra. And, you know, what's really fitting about this is the words of the Apostle Paul. He 
described this situation really well. So I'm going to read to you Romans chapter 1, verses 21 through 23. And as you listen to me, I want you to hear these words through the headphones of the plagues, okay? Here's what Paul said in Romans 1, 21 through 23. He said, because they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Now this exchange God does not tolerate. And so one by one, systematically, he is defeating every one of Egypt's objects of worship. God is a jealous God. Number three, not only is he jealous, but he is also a just God. He is perfect in his justice and his righteousness. He deals with people according to their sins. Now, Pharaoh is a, is a very, very wicked ruler. In the, in the biblical sense, he is an antichrist. He is in rebellion against God himself and against the people of God. He is, he is deliberately trying to destroy God's people. He's employing things like slavery and servitude and, and genocide and slaughter. And even the Egyptian people themselves, they are not innocent. They are implicated, just as Pharaoh is, for carrying out his orders to oppress and even kill Israelites. And so when God is judging the gods, he is also judging the people who worship the gods. And so God is afflicting them with rivers of blood and, and swarms of lice and gnats and, and, and hell and darkness is upon the face of the earth, right? That sounds kind of like Genesis. He is giving them what they deserved. God is a God of justice and perfect righteousness. You know, this thought occurred to me because sometimes people that want to criticize the Lord or criticize his word, you often will hear things like, well, where was God in this situation? Or why doesn't God act? Why doesn't he obliterate the injustices that are happening or the people that are starving in Africa? Or where was God during the Holocaust, right? And then as we're reading here, they get all worked up about the plagues. Well, why is God a mean God? Why is God judging? And it's like, well, you just said you wanted God to act. God is acting and he is judging justfully and righteously. God does act. And so we have got to put our trust in him because he is perfectly righteous. So he's just. Not only that, here's the fourth thing. The plagues also teach us that God is merciful. God hears the cries of his people when they pray. The Exodus was set in motion by the prayers of God's people. What does Exodus 2.23 say? It says, Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died, and then the children of Israel groaned 
because of the bondage. And they cried out, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. The plagues are an answer to prayer, and they are demonstrating God's mercy. God led his people out. This is what they prayed for. And so we can put our trust in him. Here's the fifth thing. The plagues teach us that God is sovereign. His mercy and his justice are his choice. Now, the plagues are showing a difference between who's on God's side and who's not on God's side. And God is the one who chooses how to get on his side. What's the differentiating factor here? Number one, it's the people of God. God, by his faithfulness and by his word, remembered or he decided, we would say that would be better language to say, he decided to act on the promise he made to Abraham. So that's first and foremost. These are, these are uh, the people of God. But, but by the time we get to the end of the plagues, it's the blood of the lamb that makes a difference. And so throughout this process, although the Israelites expected to be delivered from day one, see, we've talked about that already, right from the get-go, when Moses came to them and he told the people, God heard your cry, he's going to set you free, they 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 had to work twice as much. Pharaoh cracked that whip down on them, and they were distraught, and they wouldn't even listen to Moses. We haven't even gotten into a plague yet, right? But God, again, because he's just, he's going through this process. And by the end, it is the blood that makes a difference. And the Bible tells us that a mixed multitude comes out of Egypt. So it wasn't just Israelites by blood just because they were related to Abraham. Isn't that what Paul and Jesus said? Not all who are Abrahams are Abrahams or his seed. It's by faith, right? And so there was a mixed multitude. That means that there were some Egyptians that by the time they got to this 10th plague, they were like, you know what? Oh, we're going to serve that God. We're done with these gods. And so God is sovereign. He has chosen that the way for us to be saved is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God except through Jesus. And so these plagues have some really practical implications for our everyday life. First of all, the the same God who sent the plagues to Egypt, he still rules over heaven and earth. He's almighty. And since he's almighty, he has the power to help you in every situation. Think about that. In everyday life. He has the power to help you. Have you cried out to him? Have you said, God, I need your help? And he's a jealous God. And so since he's jealous, we must not rob him of his glory by by serving other gods. That's our time, our talent, our treasure, our affections, our heart. He's a jealous God. And since he's just, we can put our hope and our trust in him that he's doing the right thing. We can rest in him, wait on him, that he's going to judge his enemies. 
You know, if it was up to me, it'd be like, Lord, crack that sky right now. Come down and let's get this party started. Because if you haven't noticed, this world is just begging for some justice and for some justice right now. But you know what? I can rest that God's timing is perfect. So I can wait for him. And since he's merciful, he will be faithful to hear our cries when we pray to him, when we cry out for help, when just as those Israelites groaned, God has given us his spirit that we can groan, right? Romans uh, 8, 26 and 27, the spirit helps us in our weakness when we don't know how to pray as we ought with what the spirit himself intercedes with groanings. God is faithful. He'll hear us. And since he's sovereign, since he's sovereign, God is to be feared. He is to be uh, reverenced. He is to be worshipped. Our allegiance is to him and him alone. He is sovereign. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So these are just a few thoughts about what we can learn uh, about the plagues. I hope it blessed you. Uh, you know, I'm blessed to have this board back. It makes a huge difference. So I'm, I thank you for tuning in today, and I'm excited to uh, get back into the groove of podcasting. So we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Al Pastor with Brian Overturf. If you found value in this, please subscribe and get updates. Most places podcasts are available. We're right here on Anchor FM through Spotify. Also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. I hope you'll tune in for the next episode. Until then, we'll see you later. <laughs>